Hey everybody, how y'all doing? I'm Michael, joined by Alex as always. How's it going? And this is Fallout 2 Plot Holes, a podcast about video game plot lines and how they have a tendency to go off the rails. Alex, how you doing? I'm doing okay. Kind of tired, but other than that, can't complain. Yeah, buddy, same here, man. Mm-hmm. You're coming in with a certain energy today. Oh, I really am. So, this is, um... Everyone, this episode's gonna be a mess. <laughs> <laughs> because I basically wrote it over the course of uh, the past 12 hours. Mm. <laughs> powered by... Uh, basically all the carbohydrates in the world, um, <laughs> pasta, donuts, and everything in between, I, a ton of coffee, and on top of that, I've just decided that sleeping was not going to be a thing, so mm-hmm. it's yeah, going to be For weird. context, it is currently noon? Yeah. Yeah, it's currently noon, which normally is like the perfect time to record for me, but mm-hmm. at the same time, when you wake up and say like... 7.30, and it's immediately like, you need to do things. You're hosting a party literally tomorrow <laughs> uh, on top of, like, a million other things. Uh, y- you don't have time to really breathe. So, because of that, today's episode is going to be interesting. <laughs> <laughs> so, speaking of, um, of the episode and the party, it turns out tomorrow is the Super Bowl. Yeah. Yeah. Literally, the day, we're, the day we're recording this is the day before the Super Bowl, the uh, championship game of the National Football League and sort of unofficial American holiday. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite times of the year, to be perfectly honest, mostly because of we get to have a bunch of people over, we get to drink a bunch of drinks, eat a bunch of food. It's absolutely wonderful. It's great. Yeah. And because of that, I figured, you know, we should do something football related for the next few episodes. Mm. So, Alex, are you familiar with Longshot? No. Oh, you're going to like this one then. Okay. <laughs> so, long you remember when we talked about NBA 2K uh, mm-hmm. a year ago at this point, right? Yes. In their career mode. Longshot is Electronic Arts' answer to that. Oh, boy. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. From the era, the continuing era, where EA can't really do sports games good anymore. Yeah, pretty much. Like, this is going to come out of um, 2017 to 2018. Mm. So that at least doing FIFA good. Uh-huh. But not so much the <laughs> Madden part of things, which, unfortunately, that's what Longshot's part of. Right. <laughs> so it is a cinematic story mode in a sports game that follows mm-hmm. a bespoke character. In this case, washout quarterback Devin Wade as he attempts to make the NFL. Now, it was included in Madden NFL 18, released it, which is a game that was released in 2017. Mm-hmm. And Alex, EA hyped the hell out of this for good reason. Mm-hmm. This was EA's attempt to steal the thunder from NBA 2K, mm-hmm. whose My Career mode had become a strong reason to buy their game every year, and they obviously wanted a piece of that. Now, you can obviously re- like go and uh, listen to our episodes about NBA 2K if you want a little bit more context about it, but needless to say, it was a pretty big deal for them. Right. Now, this by itself would not be compelling enough for me to cover this, because Mm -hmm. a lot of this actually is going to be retreading some old ground we've already covered, except for two things. Well, well, like a couple of things, but two (laughs) things mostly. Uh, The story revolves around a fake reality show. (laughs) Ah, yay. (laughs) Which is already a fun conceit. Mm -hmm. And two, the tone of this despite being a round reality show, feels very different from anything 2K has done with their NBA games. Hmm. And I think that's largely due to the fact of how um, film and media view, and people really, view football players versus basketball players. Mm -hmm. And we'll get into that here in a little bit, but that's how we're going to spend our next two episodes. We're going to talk about the development of Longshot today. Next episode, we're going to talk about the plots of it. Now, let's go ahead and start out and just talk about how this even came about in the first place. Okay. So, to begin, I want to talk about how football is portrayed in TV and film, particularly when compared to basketball. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how many, like, football movies you've ever, like, watched in your life, Alex, but... Not a ton. Uh, remember the Titans kind of stands out as the main one? Yeah, yeah, that's... I, I watched that about a million times in high school. Mm-hmm. Both once in the theaters, and then after that, every teacher would want me to show me Remember the Titans. Uh-huh. 
yeah so yeah there's like that and like you know there's others like ruby rudy and whatnot mm-hmm. that i think are like just popular into popular consciousness and whatnot but like when it comes to like football films versus basketball films this is gonna be very simplified but mm-hmm. in short basketball films run a wide gamut of genres and stro- story tropes right mm-hmm. they could be anything from lifting yourself out of poverty and a broken home like in the movie we got game to overcoming racism, like in Glory Road, or the seedier side of college athletics, such as in Blue Chips, mm-hmm. or whatever the hell Juana Man was supposed to teach us. <laughs> Basketball films can be just about anything you want. Right. And about anything you want. Largely to the fact that these tend to be centered around a sport filled with athletes who, due to the relative lack of players on a team compared to football, mm-hmm. the lack of pads and a helmet obscuring their faces and bodies, among other factors, means you have incredibly lucrative, personable, and personal athletes mm-hmm. whose archetypes you could base whatever personal story you want around them. Right. Like, even stories that aren't necessarily around basketball can still involve, like, basketball players and basketball-centered themes. Like, right. um, uh, like Uncut Gems, the <laughs> terrifying <laughs> Adam Sandler film that's incredibly good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> A movie you really got to be in a mood to watch. <laughs> I I have not watched it, but yes, I have heard that it's very good and very unique. It is two hours of an anxiety. It's amazing. <laughs> yeah, you have a lot of choices and flexibility is what right. I'm saying, right? C- right, because you're basically just dealing with people who also play basketball, but yeah. do people things. Exactly. And when you like a basketball team consists of a starting lineup of five players and mm-hmm. like a total like team size of anywhere between 13 and 15, it's not exactly you have like like basketball is a team sport, but it right. is also a sport that is defined by the fact that one player on a court can really change the outcome of a game, right? Right. Yeah, it's very individually visible mm-hmm. and it it is smaller in scope to the point of honestly being like a really good cast size for a movie. Yeah. Yeah, it really is. Now, unlike basketball, though, football doesn't have that, right? Mm-hmm. You know, on top of the fact that there's 50 players to one team and they have helmets on and whatnot and, mm-hmm. and all that, it, it just ends up less like stories you can kind of like tell out of it, it seems mm-hmm. like. Now, once again, this is simplified, but football kind of only has a few stories, mm-hmm. like overcoming incredible odds as a team. Or attempting to get yourself out of a bad situation, whether it's like poverty, racism, prism, or whatever. Right. Uh, now, there are obvious exceptions to this, right? Like, I don't think 80 for Brady is about racial tensions in America, but mm-hmm. my point is that you have like movies like Undefeated, Invincible, The Blind Side, which has gotten a lot rougher over the past couple of months. Mm-hmm. Rudy, uh, even movies like The Waterboy and Air Bud, Golden Receiver, <laughs> somehow fall into these categories. And I am serious about that, too. <laughs> there is, though, one genre that's a cousin to the lifting yourself out of a bad situation genre that's very relevant for today. Mm-hmm. And that's high school and football and how it's the best time of your life and everything sucks after that. <laughs> oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Oh, boy, we're going into a certain psychological state now. Oh, we absolutely are. Now, Alex, I don't know if you really, you know, that you grew up in, uh, if I remember correctly, like Northern California. Mm -hmm. Uh, I don't know if you experienced this to the same level I did, but. Not personally, but I'm like familiar by just hearing about it. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Like, this is an experience I think is like probably. People who grew up in the South mm-hmm. probably have experienced, like, on a personal level. And I experienced somewhat growing up in West Texas. And that's, football isn't a sport. Right. I've heard people refer to it as a religion, but that's not mm-hmm. true either. Right. Because that implies it's subservient to a higher power, when in <laughs> fact it's life itself. Uh-huh. Now, once again, I lived in far West Texas, so not like Midland, Odessa, where it's right. really crazy, but rather El Paso. And... I was on the periphery of this insane culture, but even then, the football team was God, the devil, and everything in between in my high school. (laughs) Playing for varsity was a big deal. Getting a football letter and the jacket was a crowning achievement. One, that was a highlight for a lot of students during the time in high school. Mm -hmm. And everything from during the football season that involved like events from student council activities, uh, social events, 
Even official school activities before and during class involved them. Football was life during high school. But the thing is, is that high school ends, right? Right. And some incredibly lucky and talented people went on to play college ball. Mm -hmm. However, most don't. They graduate and go on with their lives. Right. There's only so many scholarships to Mm -hmm. be gotten through football. Exactly. Exactly. And for the vast majority who didn't get that, uh, they would just go to college or go and get a job or Mm -hmm. do whatever. A lot of them still kept that as like the best time of their life in their own heart. I don't think there is a more depressing sentiment to me than high school was the best time of my life. God, I know, right? If that's the peak, oh, God. Yeah, like, a more common sentiment around where I lived was that, like, college was the best time of my life. And that's only, like, a a slightly less depressing cousin to that, Yeah, only a little bit better. But yeah, like the amount of people that I've known who just like are still like kind of trying to relive the glory days in high school mm-hmm. is just, oh man. And by the way, I should point out, I have not that much association with football culture, but I did grow up watching anime. So I'm <laughs> super familiar with this mentality. Yeah, it's <laughs> like in relation to football, it's a very American thing. But the idea of high school being the best time of your life is it's not just America. No, it, it it, there out. are a number of cultures that fall into this trap, and it has become more depressing for every one of them the older I get. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, because like I don't know about you, Alex, but honestly, this is the best time of my life. Yeah, I would say that. Yeah, like, just the amount of things I'm doing, the amount of good friends and loved ones mm-hmm. I have in my life, like, it's... I am a far better person than I was 10 years ago, I feel like. I Yes, I am as well, I feel. Yeah, so, like, it, it, it's always weird to, like, look back at, like, you know, some of, like, the people I knew in high school and whatnot and still see them kind of, like, trapped in that mentality of just, like, mm-hmm. never leaving and just be like, oh, God. Right. And- well, also, because for high school specifically, like, hopefully you're always a better person than you were last year. Mm-hmm. But in high school specifically, you were a jackass. I don't care who you were. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, you were you were a complete piece of shit. Like, 100%. I was I was definitely a piece of shit. Oh, yeah. Yeah, like, it, that really does not stop, uh, usually until about, I don't know, age 25. Somewhere, uh, yeah, that's roughly where I think you start to get better. Yeah, so yeah, it's like, yeah, you would hope, uh, you would hope you would continue to improve in high school, but yeah, no, you're, you, you probably suck. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and like, mind you, when I, when I point this out for people, it's like, it's not like they go on and, like, don't continue to have lives, get married and whatnot, and do, like, their thing. Right. It's just that there is a lot of a feeling of, like, oh, man, I kind of wish I was back there, you know, back Mm -hmm. in my glory days. And some of them are, like, okay with that just being a fleeting memory. Others, it is their life. Like, those are the ones we're really hard off. Mm -hmm. And because of that, it's it's a very American and regional feeling. Mm -hmm. And unsurprisingly, there's a bunch of films and TV that are based around this. Movies like All the Right Moves, Friday Night Lights, and Varsity Blues either deal with high school or involve the aftermath in some way. Mm-hmm. Hell, even the TV show King of the Hill has the running <laughs> subplot of how they're all, the, the main cast were all high school football stars at one time, mm-hmm. and now they all have menial jobs and some thoughts of what could have been. It's a genre that's ripe for the picking, and EA's long shot is going to run with it. Now, it's with this feeling that we're going to get into the actual development of Longshot. Now, Alex, you might remember last year we talked about NBA 2K's My Career Mode and Mm -hmm. went over its origins. A lot of that is going to be the same here, and I don't want to just rehash it, but I will at least give the cliff notes of like what went on with it. Right. So the origins of the modern video game sports story go all the way back to Electronic Arts Madden series, oddly enough. Mm-hmm. specifically Madden NFL 2006, which introduced Superstar Mode, a mode where you created a character and played exclusively as them in every game in their career, getting accolades along the way. It was very, very basic. There were no cutscenes, and most real interaction you had was with like former NFL players such as Terrell Davis, mm-hmm. leaving a million voicemails on your phone about the <laughs> dumbest things. And it was, But it was successful in allowing a player to imprint themselves on a character and create their own story, in a sense. This mode was overall successful and became a staple in the Madden franchise going forward. With the advent of YouTube and Twitch, creators such as Chris Smoove 
would take characters and create successful videos detailing the rise of stardom. Something that helped lead to the company 2K deciding to include a new mode in their NBA 2K series called My Career. Mm -hmm. A mode that was more than just a superstar mode, but something that had an actual story mode. At first being very basic, with just a few cutscenes of your player getting like signed to a team or whatnot, to eventually evolving into a mode that was more of an interactive movie, complete with digitized actors with full mocap, and even one story mode directed by Spike Lee. <laughs> See our episodes about living the dream in <laughs> NBA 2K for a bit of that nonsense. It sure was a time. It was a time. Spike Lee bringing his C game to video games. <laughs> They give us digital Spike Lee, though, which is fun. Yes. My point with all of this is that by 2017, 2K had seen considerable success from this. Not only from fan reactions to these modes, but the fact that my career presented another way for 2K to maximize profits off of consumers via microtransactions <laughs> exclusively for that mode. Yep. I think I was, uh, I, I read um, that I, around the time of um, NBA 2K 2017, I believe, mm -hmm. they earned like, I think like $1.8 billion off of microtransactions alone oh or something ridiculous. Yeah, it like constituted a ridiculous amount of 2K's profits for that year. And it was doing stuff like being able to buy stat boosters for your, your my player character. Uh -huh. And right. like basketball moves, like be able to get Kobe Bryant's jump shot. Like it's <laughs> insane. So all of that made it an obvious bet that Electronic Arts was going to do something similar at some point. Right. Because, you know, video games do that. They, they copy each other, sometimes mm. for the better, sometimes for the worse. And they did with FIFA. Mm. So here's mm. our swerve. <laughs> so it turns out they actually are going to start this with FIFA instead. Because in 2016, EA's FIFA 17 is going to include a mode called The Journey. Are you familiar with the journey at all? I've heard of it. Well, how about I show you the trailer to the journey real quick? Okay. We've heard a lot about the talent of this young man, Alex Hunter. He had a wide choice of clubs to sign for. Today, his journey begins as he makes his Premier League debut. I haven't seen a kid coming out of the exit trials generate this much interest in years. I won't let you down. Alex Hunter, an outstanding goal. Welcome to the Premier League. This young man has everything. We're going to make history. Incredible, Hunter! Okay. okay. Yes. So right away, it is a, it is a like, far more, it's a far more cinematic thing. Mm -hmm. than anything NBA 2K was trying. Right. Like, even with, um, uh, even with Living the Dream, the Spike Lee joint, mm -hmm. like, even that, like, like, from what I remember of the, um, the marketing that was around that and whatnot, mm -hmm. it, a lot of it was more like, hey, Spike Lee's doing the story this year, mm -hmm. but it wasn't really necessarily like, hey, this is like a movie. Right, right. Yeah, this is absolutely sports movie trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, 100%. You know, kid gets signed to his favorite team. He's in the big leagues now. Mm -hmm. Oh, no, now there's adversity. He throws a phone. Right. A coach this yells is, at him. This is literally the Gran Turismo trailer that came out like a year ago. Yep, it absolutely is. Like, it this absolutely is, is. The sports movie template trailer. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And, like... It's something that's it's funny because it's like it's very generic, but since mm -hmm. it's being applied to video games, it right. does feel very new and fresh because of that. Yeah, it, it is that we don't really have this as much today, but it is that very much like, whoa, this video game's like a movie <laughs> thing. Yeah, yeah, that old chestnut from like the PlayStation 2 and early PS3, yeah. uh, Xbox era. Yeah, of like, oh no, video games are becoming more like movies. They're aping mm -hmm. Hollywood. Yeah, it's it's very similar to that, certainly. So yeah, right away, once again, Journey is a far more cinematic experience, even mm -hmm. compared to 2K offerings like Living the Dream from NBA 2K16. In execution, it appears to have been roughly similar to what 2K did for mm -hmm. NBA 2K16, mm -hmm. which is to say that there was a lot of cutscenes, but in the end of the day, you're still just kind of playing a lot of FIFA. Right, yeah. Which, you know, FIFA is a fun game to play, at least. Mm -hmm. But that being said... 
The journey is going to come in with one big innovation. The story doesn't stop after you finish it in FIFA 17. Okay. And by that, I don't mean you just continue to play more FIFA like you do in like NBA 2K. Mm-hmm. But what I mean is that when FIFA 18 was released, you continued the story of Alex Hunter as he tried to make the English national team. And okay. then that continued further in FIFA 19. FIFA 19 is fun because if I remember correctly, he finds out he has an American half-sister. <laughs> <laughs> that way they could just have her try to make the U.S. women's national team. It's, mm-hmm. and so you bounce back and forth between them. It's a fun idea. Yeah. So this is something that NBA 2K never bothered with. Like, unfortunately, when you finished up with the story of the president of basketball, Mm -hmm. you did not go on to season two of the president of basketball becoming the emperor of basketball, (laughs) which they should have done, but they did Mm -hmm. not. So uh, 2K never really bothered with it. EA doing it gave players a reason to buy next year's edition. Mm -hmm. Something that some players were a little unwilling to do, given that these games particularly Madden, have a tendency to not change much over the years. Mm-hmm. Madden's fun because they typically take away modes as opposed to adding them. Yeah, and reintroduce bugs that were previously fixed. Oh, yes. <laughs> <laughs> Every year, they somehow manage to reproduce the bug where they <laughs> put an entire front office onto the middle of a field... <laughs> <laughs> while while a football game is playing every single year that video gets shared and it's like you have how <laughs> how how it's it's amazing every year is the same but a little worse mhm yep yep ah uh, man i'm i am excited that this year's madden actually allows you to like relocate to cities and not just have to be like whatever boilerplate names they came up with it mhm and actually customize the uniforms. Uh, that's that going to break. Oh, it's not good. That's <laughs> not going to break. But, well, I mean, you know what? It probably has broken something. Let's I, be honest. I, I, I feel like that's going to break. Like your uniform is just going to spring out into a 20 pointed star of doom in the middle of a play. <laughs> yeah, you know, to, be, to be fair, in um, previous iterations, when you would use custom uniforms, Mm-hmm. Like, sometimes, like, the pants would just, like, lose textures, and it would just be a gray slab. So, yeah. Good. Honestly, yeah. it probably will. <laughs> so, yeah, it, you know, the journey was a success for FIFA. Mm-hmm. And the fact that this mode reviewed well year after year made it pretty inevitable that it would be included in other games. Mm-hmm. And that's where we finally get to Madden and Longshot. So, Development of Longshot is both voluminous and scant. Mm. And what I mean is that there's a lot of fine detail. There isn't a lot of fine details about how it was made. Mm-hmm. But if you want a lot of press about how it was made in short, mm. easy to digest two minute YouTube clips and boilerplate copy given to gaming websites, <sighs> well, you're in luck. Longshot has a lot of that. <laughs> this this isn't going to be good, is it? I don't know. Do you like seeing people in mocap? Do you want to see Dan Marino with mocap lines drawn on his face? No, I don't know why so many video game publishers was like, let's show them that we're doing mocap so they know mocap is in the game. Like, yeah, we know. Yeah, you've been doing mocap since literally 1996, EA. It's fine. <laughs> this is not a new and revolutionary thing. There's only one time time I saw mocap and I was excited. It's when the Call of Duty mocap that dog. And that is it. <laughs> That was pretty good. I will also throw in uh, Benedict Cumberbatch for The Hobbit, just down on the ground, getting all into it. (laughs) Okay, yeah, that's pretty good, too. (laughs) Yeah, that being said, it's pretty clear that EA thought this was going to be a big thing, which given the relative success of the journey, that didn't seem unreasonable, right? Mm Mm-hmm. It also meant that they were going to clearly throw a ton of money at this. Right. And saw the press. So, right away, things are ambitious. Right. And that's going to continue with who EA Tiburon is going to go with in terms of writing and helming this project. Mm -hmm. Because, uh, you see, they're not going to get anybody really involved in video games. Well, that's a lie. They're going to get one person. Okay. (laughs) But uh, they're going to get some really weird names for this. Okay. So for writing, they're gonna. This is gonna be co-written by Mike Young and Adrian Todd Zuinga. So Mike Young 
he is going to be credited as the creator of Longshot mm-hmm. and its principal director. He's basically the only person here with tangible experience in the video game industry. And mm-hmm. to be fair, he's going to have a significant amount. Uh, he is going to be in the business since, I think, roughly about 2001, mm-hmm. when he worked as an environmental artist for companies such as Killer Games. Uh, he eventually joined up with EA Tiburon in 2011 and was serving as a creative director on the Madden series since that time. Okay. Now, according to the LinkedIn, once again, he's the creator and director of Longshot, and after that was done, he would remain at EA Studios until 2021, where he would then leave for first Sun Machine Games in 2021, and then Cryptic Studios in 2022 as a narrative mm. director. Uh, he currently is working for an unnamed video game company, according to his LinkedIn. Hmm. Uh, which is probably a good thing because given that Cryptic Studios underwent severe layoffs because uh, they are owned by Embracer. Right, right, of course. So this is going to be his first writing project, from mm-hmm. what I understand. And one thing I will say, though, is that apparently he's been working on this for a long, long time. Mm-hmm. Um, apparently he was working on it for roughly about nine years or so. Hmm. Uh, according, that's uh, according to Robin Cowie, who is going to be the overall producer of Longshot. According to Mike Young himself, he worked on it for four years, but that okay. could be just like actually pitching it, from right. what I understand. For Todd Zuinga, he's the founding editor of Opium Magazine, a avant-garde literary magazine that featured such stories, such as The Longest Story Ever Told. Uh, the Longest Story Ever Told is a nine-word story that can only be read as UV rays slowly disintegrate the ink, revealing more words over the course of centuries. Uh, so, giving you an idea of what sort of writing was in there. Uh, uh, <laughs> oh, okay. Yeah. I don't... Does that... Does that qualify as writing? I'm not or... sure if it does. <laughs> This is this is more like a really weird chemistry project that happens to involve words sometimes. <laughs> yeah, right. I am very interested to know like what the nine words are, what story <laughs> it supposedly to- tells. But we're not going to learn until about a thousand years from now, unfortunately. Right. Yeah. Uh, he's also the writer of Collision Theory, a book that I sadly know scant little about. Other than hearing it described as part ghost story and part slacker comedy. Okay. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah, so that's kind of his main thing. He, he's primarily a writer first, a writer and editor for other literary projects. And this is, as far as I know, his only video game he's ever going to work on. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's apparently very close friends with uh, Mike Young. Apparently okay. they went to high school together. So overseeing this entire project, and the last person to talk about, is Robin Cowley. Described on his own website as a digital experience creator, so... Combination of physical, physical and digital. Okay. People shouldn't have personal websites, is no, what I, I'm no, gathering from definitely this. definitely not, no. Every time I go to somebody's personal website to learn more about them, it's always something weird like that. Yeah. I should point out, Cowie seems like he's a perfectly fine person. Mm-hmm. Uh, Cowie's probably best known for being one of the producers, though, on the Blair Witch Project. Hmm. Yeah. And um, okay. more so than your typical producer, from what I understand, apparently he did know the the um, the, the cre- director and creator, uh, whose names I'm forgetting. It's a two-person team, personally, mm-hmm. and they all got together to form a production company that eventually produced the Blair Witch Project. Okay. So, he's not exactly unfamiliar with strange narrative topics and formats, if you know anything about that movie. Mm-hmm. From there, he produced more horror content, such as Lovely Molly and VHS 2. And also the children's show, Farm Force. I know equal amounts about any of those things. <laughs> I'm familiar with the first VHS. I'm not mm. familiar with VHS 2. Mm-hmm. And when I saw Farm Force, I was like, oh, that yeah. thing's fun. Yeah. Yeah, apparently he actually worked an awful lot with uh, Nickelodeon. And his okay. career, there's a there's a podcast he put out with where he was interviewed as part of. Um, uh-huh. Where he actually talks about his career, and he's it seems like he's done kind of everything you possibly can in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. Everything from movies, both small and big budget, to community theater, to commercials, to a lot of work with Nickelodeon. Huh. Apparently, he was one of the people who, who like helped do the stick stickly uh, oh. segments. Mm-hmm. Yeah. 
Which I was like, oh, that's fun. I like yeah. that. Yeah, he seems like a pretty interesting dude overall. So he's going to basically be the overall overarching person kind of over overseeing this. And um, we'll get into more exactly what he uh, what he did like in order to kind of bring this together. But mm-hmm. just kind of getting uh, back to how they even came, how Mike Young even came about the story in the first place. I sort of insinuated earlier that EA might be chasing a trend set by 2K. Nah. I know, right? Crazy. Well, I I am going to backtrack on that slightly. Okay. Information about the development does seem to slightly contradict this, albeit only slightly. Mm. Because you see, I think Mike Young, uh, who once again was then the creative director at EA Tiburon. Right. uh, You know, it's been four years in the making. Mm-hmm. So clearly, he has been thinking about this for right. a long time. And yeah. from what he tells, he actually had been pitching it quite a few times, trying to get mm-hmm. this greenlit, and EA just wasn't having it until right. he finally did. Right. Probably until someone get... else took the risk first. Exactly, and proved it was viable, right? Right. Yeah, because uh, the time frame for when they would have approved it and it would have been developed would have been about the time the first My Career came out and was a proven success. So, mm-hmm. makes sense. Yeah. So when, uh, according to an article uh, that was done, in, that was given to Games Radar that uh, Mike Young was a part of, uh, he basically described this project that when it was apparently conceived, they decided on a few things to set it apart. One, it was going to be very cinematic. Young specifically says their motto over the four years of development was that this was going to be a, quote, a movie you can play. <laughs> AKA the goal of a ton of FMV games and a mm-hmm. lot of games from the PlayStation 2 era. Yep. Two, they're going to take cues from other narrative driven games. So stuff like Telltale's The Walking Dead. Mm. In that there would be choices and they would matter in the story and development of the main character, Devin Wade. Hmm. You're right to be skeptical about that. Yeah, it's. Hmm. Yeah. It's. It, it's something where. I guess to get in my head of myself, Longshot's going to be in multiple games. Mm. You could mm. theoretically do something with that if you wanted to. Right. EA technically has a track record of doing that. <laughs> <laughs> Once again, whether or not that was successful is a story for another time and two years ago. Mm-hmm. Young also specifically cites the video game Uncharted, though, for its quick time events as inspiration for some of the more interactive cinematic moments that occur in Longshot. Uh... Which I'm like... Oh, uh, you're inspired hmm. by QuickTime. Mm. I'm, I'm not sure about that, man. Uh, yeah. Hmm. So finally, though, three. Unlike other modes in other games where you have to play an awful lot of a sports game, uh-huh. Longshot's going to have the innovation of making sure you never really play a football game. Okay. Um. Hmm. <laughs> hmm. Sounds like you got some notes. Okay. So I was actually just having the thought of, you know, this might work better if you didn't have to play the entire game out mm. and you just played like part of the game. So that sort of does happen because uh-huh. you don't play standard NFL football games because the whole thing is about you trying to make the NFL, right? Right. But you do play like parts of like high school football. Uh-huh. Although during that, like there will be like mini games. Like there's one where like you'll throw a deep pass and you actually control the football to get it to like the receiver's hands and okay, stuff like yeah. that. Yeah, no, it. Uh, okay, no. People don't want to not play the game, the normal game. They okay. So let's let's back up a bit because this is sort of a general game design thing that mm-hmm. is an ongoing frustration of mine, and I think a lot of people's. Yeah, and I think it it to me one of the crystallizing uh, examples of this is the original God of War, mm. where. I forget if David Jaffe, the creative director, explicitly sort of stated this or if it's something I sort of read between the lines about. But the the story in that game sort of exists to give you, like, hooks to drag you to the next cutscene through the gameplay. Mm -hmm. Which creates – is effective, but it also creates this weird disconnect of now the gameplay becomes kind of like a chore that you have to get through to get – to the next story beat that the way the narrative is set up is sort of like this constant cliffhanger leaving you wondering what happened. Mm-hmm. 
And the thing I don't like about that is that the two in story and gameplay sort of end up at odds rather than informing each other. Mm. The problem I see with doing this sort of narrative, heavily narrative, heavily cinematic story structure in sports games is you end up in the situation where you are telling a cinematic story and then you stop for like an hour to play a game of soccer. Yeah. And like you could not kill the pacing harder. Yeah, you really can't. Yeah. But so so I can see I can totally see the idea of like, okay, let's not play an entire regulation game as part of the story. Mm. However, as someone who played Guilty Gear Strive, a fighting game who decided, hey, you know what would help this story mode a lot? If there was no fighting game in it at all, and it was only cutscenes for three hours. <laughs> I think that's a little bit of an overcorrection. Yeah. I think there's like a middle ground you can hit. Yeah, I, I think I think you're right about that. And like, weirdly enough... Madden is eventually going to get the technology thrown in there where you don't have to play an entire game of football. Mm. Like they're they're going to have like their like quick sim options mm -hmm. where you could just be like, well, I just want to play like key moments in a football game. Right. And just simulate the rest. I don't care. Or just I want to play nothing but offense or nothing but defense. Right. And you could literally change it on the fly too in the middle of the game if you want mm. to. And it was such a smart innovation. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. And it would be great here. Yeah, it absolutely would, actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, no, unfortunately, they are not going to do that. Uh, no, but it, the the quick time of it. Speaking <laughs> of sins, God of War bore forward. <laughs> they looked back at Shenmue and said, I don't know, that seems cool. Let's do it ourselves. <laughs> <laughs> and then they caused the rest of the industry to do the same for like 10 years. Yep, yep. Oh, man. I'm glad we've gotten that mostly out of our system right now. Yeah. You know what the most ironic part of that is? Mm. I played the new God of War, God of War 4, technically, mm. and which, like, abjectly refuses to do quick-time events. Yeah. And there were a few, like, combat-oriented cutscenes where it's like, you could make me press at least one button during this. Like, do I really just have to sit here for this whole fight scene? <laughs> you're longing for the you're longing a for a bit. square button to show up on screen. Like, there, there were just a few moments where I was like, you know, a quick time event would actually go really well right here. <laughs> <laughs> I th Alex, I think it's just proof that we can't be satisfied. No, it, it and also it's proof that like the video game industry doesn't really understand things that work. Mm-hmm. Because, like, the QuickTime events kind of did work for God of War. And then everyone said, oh, that's the thing we should do all of the time. Mm -hmm. And we all got so sick of it. So then they said, oh, we should never do QuickTime events again. And now we're longing for them, yes. Yeah, and now it's like, no, there is a place that, like, they can work. You just have to find it. Mm -hmm. Do it properly. Anyway, game design tirade over. <laughs> Fair, fair. <laughs> well, regardless, it is an interesting departure from what is expected from these type of games, mm -hmm. right? This like idea of like, well, we're going to make sure you play as little football as possible. Right. As little of our football game as possible. Play these mini games instead. Mm -hmm. So according to Robin Cowley, Young worked on this project for about nine years prior to release. And mm -hmm. uh, once again, it was apparently it was like years of pitching this project to upper management at EA and right. constantly getting them more and more on board until finally, around 2014 to 2015, they finally decided to greenlight Longshot. At this point, Robin Cowie was a, like doing essentially community theater productions mm -hmm. when he got a call from EA asking if he would like to helm this project. Now, Cowie at first was like, I don't know anything about football. Mm -hmm. But according to him, they basically countered with, but you know about film? <laughs> yeah. And he's like, I can't deny that. Mm -hmm. And so he agreed to join the project. So after reading the script from Mike Young, he was a little confused. Okay. And the reason being is because he just wasn't really used to like a typical video game storyline that has like mm -hmm. choices in them. It's like mm -hmm. parts of the script were written out in a traditional manner. Mm -hmm. But because this is a video game and there's branching dialogue and other parts would be written on seemingly random scraps of paper, whether mm -hmm. it was like parts of the design document or whatever. Mm -hmm. And so 
this apparently was confusing to EA management as well, and they mm-hmm. wanted him to untangle this and figure out like who would be proper to cast in this. How can we make this coherent and cohesive? Mm-hmm. And so Cowie's like, "All right, I'll try to figure this out." Now, when it came to actually the overall story, though, Cowie was impressed with the script, which uh, showed football prospect. Uh, Devin Wade, as he goes through his childhood with his best friend and dad, how it mm-hmm. shapes him for high school, the heights of college, and how it all came crashing down before, and this is a very American thing, seeking redemption in a reality show. Mm-hmm. <laughs> okay. <laughs> they do talk about an awful lot. It's like, well, you know, he needs to seek redemption for, you know, failing to have a football career, which is the most depressing thing yeah. I've heard of. Yeah. <laughs> like... His thing was like, I don't know if I want to play college ball anymore because, you know, things happened in my life. And people are like, that's a failing on your part. Why do you always <laughs> run away, Devin? It's like, like, buddy, it's it's fine. It's, it's okay. Like, people have different paths in life. You ran away and joined the military, you coward. Uh, wait. <laughs> <laughs> okay, that, that is not an actual lie, but he does, like, leave football to I get, join the military. <laughs> people are okay. like... Yeah. <laughs> what? Mm. Okay, so the, mm, there's a problem with that particular choice, which is like, I feel like that is the one acceptable alternative to a football career yeah. for those people who live football. Hmm. Yeah. Right. You would, <laughs> you would think you would think people would be like, well, hey, you know, didn't work out for football, but yeah, you look, you yeah, serve our country. That, but that is like the one career path more honorable than being a football player mm-hmm. <laughs> that one career more honorable than a football player in texas <laughs> joining the military oh <laughs> uh, yeah pretty much <laughs> yeah we'll, we'll get more into like why people are disappointed in devin when we talk about the story because mm-hmm. there is a little bit more to that okay. but it is it is once again it is a very much a football story so Part of Cowie's job was helping the cast and figure out who should star in the game. And pretty quickly, it was decided that as much technology should be leveraged as possible. Oh, boy. So full mocap and green screens and everything are going to be mm-hmm. used for basically everything. Something that, once again, wasn't really unusual at this point in video games. And right. certainly not unusual for Madden. Mm-hmm. Madden had been using mocap going all the way back to the canceled Madden 97 for the PlayStation. Right. Yeah, authenticity is basically Madden's strongest feature. Mm-hmm. Yeah, always has been. What this did mean, though, was that for the casting, they needed people that were, one, actors, two, mm-hmm. athletic enough to be football players, mm-hmm. and three, could look the part. Mm-hmm. Because this is also the era when voice actors weren't just voice actors anymore. They just might as well be actors, because their faces right. are being scanned and their likenesses are being used. Mm-hmm. Now, the good news for Cowie and his team is that they had a couple of people perfect for this role, or roles in this case. Mm-hmm. For the main character, Devin Wade, they tapped J.R. Lemon for the role. Hmm. J.R. Lemon is a former professional football player turned actor. He played for the University of Stanford as a running back from 2001 to 2005, although only he saw significant action in his final two seasons. Before graduating, he tried to get onto the Oakland Raiders as an undrafted rookie, and he mm-hmm. did impress him for a bit. He was signed to the practice squad, though he was cut before the season started in, mm-hmm. two, in 2006. Mm-hmm. Now, he did go to L.A. to start like training for like football and whatnot and try to get on with another team. But at some point, he decided, eh, screw it. I'm going to become an actor instead. So that seemed to be a lot more successful for him. He got mm-hmm. roles in Hawaii Five O and a starring mm-hmm. role in The Night Shift in an NBC sitcom. Uh-huh. Uh, although technically a running back, his background made him otherwise perfect for the role. He was athletic, he had look, and he was an actor. Mm-hmm. Worked perfectly. For Devin's best friend, Colt Cruz, Scott Porter was tapped for the role. Porter had been in a ton of things, and while his only football experience was playing wide receiver in high school, he did star as Jason Street, the hotshot quarterback in his show Friday Night Lights. Mm. So, makes sense. He's kind of mm-hmm. lived that role before. Right. So, pretty good casting so far, but the next two people they're going to grab are kind of nuts. Okay. For the character Hank Jameson, they somehow got Barry Corbin, the hmm. longtime character and Western actor known for roles such as Sheriff Fenton Washburn from the TV show Dallas. 
General Jack Berenger from War Games and other such roles. This is a guy who's been in everything from mm-hmm. starring roles to bit actors to whatever. He still mm-hmm. is acting to this day. Now, this is not the biggest get they're going to have, though. Okay. The biggest get is the one that's going to show that EA is very clearly throwing a lot of money around. Uh-huh. Because they're going to get Marshala Ali. Oof. Yeah. Oof. Okay. Oof, indeed. Yeah. Yeah, Ali had just come off of winning the Best Supporting Actor Award at the 2017 Academy Awards for his role in Moonlight. Mm-hmm. And he would be nominated again the following year for Green Book. He was an, obviously an heavily in-demand actor who EA hired to play Devin Wade's father, Cutter Wade. Hmm. Okay. Now, you will be unsurprised to know that all of the press they did for the game goes out of the way to mention his involvement. <laughs> like... Yeah... There's like a top 10 bullet points of like why you should care about Longshot <laughs> that I think was like part of Games Radar or mm-hmm. some other outlet. Um, I forget which one. But like literally like point number three is like, they got Marshall Ali, man. Look at him. He's doing the thing. He's doing the acting. <laughs> he's doing the thing. Yeah. Like even on EA's own website, he's at the very top of the page of like the list of actors and characters mm-hmm. above the main character. <laughs> <laughs> so other football players were also cast for this project as well. Uh, Kirk Cousins, Chad Johnson, and Josh Moore- Norman all show up in the game playing themselves. Mm-hmm. Uh, Hall of Fame quarterback Dan Marino plays a pretty prominent mm-hmm. role during the story as mentor to Devin Wade. Okay. Once again, there's a lot of there's a lot of funny pictures of Dan Marino in full mocap with the mocap lines <laughs> drawn on him. It's great. Probably the funniest one they had though was Hall of Fame head coach Bill Cower. Mm. So. Cower only does a cameo in this, mm-hmm. but when they were casting like who was going to be the head coach that was going to appear on the long shot reality show in game, mm-hmm. the developers took Cower out to dinner to kind of like pick his brain and tell him about the project. Mm-hmm. Now, Cower liked the project so much that the next day he called him, he's like, hey, I want the role. <laughs> and then they're like, oh, I actually, um, we kind of already had someone else in mind, <laughs> specifically veteran a- actor Russ Blackwell. Mm. So it's like, it's kind of sad. He's like, he, he really wanted this role, but um, yeah, he, he apparently took it well, the rejection. And he's, okay. he shows up in both uh, both editions of Longshot and Madden uh, NFL 2018 and 2019. Mm-hmm. So. Over the course of 22 months of motion capture, animation, coding a bunch of minigames, Longshot launched in Madden NFL 18 on August 25th, 2017. Now, reception to this was positive from critics. Mm. Uh, SB Nation found it had a significant amount of urgency in terms of like, hey, this is like the last chance Devin could possibly make the NFL. Right. Like really had like a do or die feel to it. And they Mm -hmm. found the story overall compelling. Even if they imagined they'll probably never play it again. (laughs) IGN gave the game an 8.9 out of 10 and said Longshot is, quote, a single player experience that has me glued to my TV, end quote. Mm -hmm. Feeling the choices you make it made in the story was actually meaningful, or at least on a first playthrough. Mm. Fan reception was a little bit more mixed. And by mixed, I mean it's hard to find posts that aren't just like, man, fuck Longshot. (laughs) (laughs) Now, a lot of the criticism seems to be directed towards two things. One, you can't skip the cutscenes. Mm. And two... Well, yeah, the cutscenes appear to be all that's there. Oh, yeah, yeah, it's like literally, like I think like two hours of like the three hours you can play of it, it's like literally cutscenes. So like, uh-huh. if you're to skip it, it might as well just not be anything. <laughs> the other thing was that there was a feeling that the effort could have been put towards making Madden just a better game overall. Yeah. Which I, I, I kind of go back and forth on because it, it this clearly feels like it was like a separate team working on this yeah so like it wouldn't necessarily be like if they didn't do this they would make madden better and in fact right. you could kind of look for proof of that by looking at the most recent maddens mm-hmm. you want to get an idea of what happens yeah. when they don't no yeah i don't think that is i don't think that's long shot's fault yeah. but i think as a general criticism that was and remains valid yeah yeah and i think that's fair like, hey, EA, do you want to sell your game better? Why don't you make it good again? Like, well, what about face of the franchise? What about shut up and make the game good, though? Oh, come on. We really like it when people post TikTok videos of uh, 
players just all huddled together in like a black hole mass at the 50 yard line, <laughs> unable to move from each other. Ah, uh, you know my favorite glitch. You know what? I just I have to mention mm-hmm. my favorite glitch ever. Besides yeah, the yeah. the front office showing up in the football field, mm-hmm. my favorite glitch was one that happened like in back to back Madden's. It this it hasn't happened in a while, from my understanding. But like okay. a player would score a touchdown and they would drop the ball, but the game wouldn't register the play was supposed to end, so it would just be a fumble. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, just so oh. good. It's so good. It's great. So, yeah. Regardless, this appeared to be a hit for EA. Mm-hmm. And when it came time to make Madden 19, you better believe their long shot was going to come back on a budget. Ah, <laughs> uh, there it is. There it is. We won't put anything in the game that we won't ruin next year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you think we're going to continue this putting... Getting a bunch of big name Hollywood actors in this? It is wild. The, the absolute categorical mismanagement of this franchise for <laughs> damn near a decade. It's like, do not get excited for anything because it is just one more opportunity to disappoint you next time. Yep. Yep. Oh, it's, oh, sports games suck now. They absolutely do. Like, the one thing I got to say about Madden is that now it's part of EA Play, and the mm-hmm. second the Super Bowl is over, I can technically just sign up for the EA Play and, and just play without having to spend $70 on it. Yeah. You know, if I if I really want to get into franchise mode and finally have the ability to hire offensive coordinators again, mm-hmm. a feature that they cut in, I think it was <laughs> Madden NFL 20, 2008, and then just ignored <laughs> until, I think, literally two years ago. It's like... I don't, I can't, I can only think of one other genre that is so, like, consistent in its ability to just take things away from the game Mm -hmm. year after year, and that's Pokemon. (laughs) Like, sports games and Pokemon are just the same cycle of, look at this new thing, don't worry, it's gone or sucks now. Listen, we replaced Mega Evolutions, a thing everyone loved with now the Pikachu get big. Yeah. He wanted Y'all that, like right? Pikachu, right? Y'all love Pikachu. Oh. <laughs> uh, I like how they did that twice. They did because they, yeah. they did Dynamax and then they did Gigamax. Yeah. <laughs> like now the Pikachu gets even bigger. Oh, I love it. I love it. But yeah, you're totally right. Madden is the only series I know of that has consistently taken away features rather mm-hmm. than added to it. Yeah. It's amazing. Oh, yeah. So, right away, EA isn't going to advertise a whole lot about the latest edition of Longshot. At least not in the way that they seem to be all in on FIFA's The Journey year over year. Mm-hmm. Like, there is a trailer. There is a press release about this on their website, uh, where they talk about the awards that the previous edition won. Mm-hmm. And any attempt to look up press about this just redirects you to all the press they did for the last year's version. Okay. They were sort of, they weren't also as upfront about the show casting for the actors that they got for this. Mm-hmm. Uh as I found out when I saw a Reddit post from like the day of release where they're like, yo, Rob Schneider's in this for some reason. Oh. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, they got uh they got actor Rob Schneider. You know, Rob Schneider seems like a perfectly good actor. And I assume decent person. I don't know nope. anything about him. <laughs> Hell no, he ain't, but that's all okay, right. Okay, <laughs> fine. Um, <laughs> just the biggest mark of death. Mm-hmm. Yeah, just it like, is. oh, Rob Schneider's in there. Okay, throw this away. We face scan Rob Schneider, man. <laughs> we put him in mocap. Yeah, he, he plays the Dallas Cowboys general manager, and he the only reactions I could find to this are sheer bewilderment. <laughs> like, once again, good Reddit thread about this, and a poster just says, and just like that, all my fears of Matt 19 not being a good game have faded away. And I'm like, <laughs> you're funny, I like you. Yeah. Uh, yeah, oh boy. Just, yeah, just going from Mahershala Ali to Rob Schneider, that's just the course of Madden year over year in a nutshell. It really, really is. 
Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, even reviews of the game, by the way, weren't particularly interested in Longshot. Like, they uh, would develop, they would like, be like a paragraph or two to it. Mm-hmm. Like, IGN, like, like the votes, just two very short paragraphs to his view, noting mm-hmm. that, unfortunately, the second slice of the Devin and Cole show feels forced and cliche. Okay. Despite yep. brisk three hour runtime, it's mm-hmm. still a few hours I wish I could get back. <laughs> this was Damn. a part of an 8.9 out of 10 review for the game, by the way. Oof. <laughs> Which uh, IGN is noted for always kind of overrating Madden, mm-hmm. weirdly enough. Uh, so the fact that they had that to say about Longshot is kind of the kiss of death. Yeah. Yeah. And we'll get to the story of that edition of Longshot next episode. But boy, it, it does get really, really wild. Like, I hope you like country music stars for some reason becoming high school coaches and everything in between. It's really stupid. So so just throw the whole South in there is what yeah. I'm hearing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Just, absolutely. just throw all the South in the pot and stir it. Mm-hmm. It's, it's, uh, they'll eat it up. They love it. Yeah, absolutely. Just do what you got to do. I think my funniest thing is that people were upset that, like, when you start long shot, you start out as a member of the Dallas Cowboys. <laughs> and people were like, oh, damn it. I don't want to play as the Cowboys. <laughs> Valid. Yeah. Honestly, yeah. It's like, yeah, no, that's that's that that's a mood I can appreciate. So needless to say, Alex, the following year for Madden 20, EA decided to drop long shot to very little mm-hmm. fanfare. It was dropped in favor of the new mode face of the franchise. A story of mode that is incredibly similar to tone and scope to what you would see in NBA 2K. Mm-hmm. Like, literally, you play as a player who might as well be a blank slate, who goes to a college, gets drafted, and has to deal with what it's like to be famous. It is the most boring thing in the world, and we will never talk about it past this point. <laughs> it's just, it, it, like you said early in the episode, it's not a story that works in football. Yeah, it's not. It really, really isn't. Football franchises don't have a face. They don't. Like the closest you have to like, like a like a face of the franchise, like right now for like any team is like Patrick Mahomes. Mm-hmm. And like that's like about it. Yeah. Like there are like some like like there's a reason why you know Travis Kelsey, otherwise famous football player, when like he started da- dating Taylor Swift, that there were like jokes about how Taylor placed him on the map, and it was like actually kind of legit. Mm-hmm. <laughs> because yeah, it's they wear helmets. They were part of a team. It's a team game. It's that's all about being part of the team and doing the team thing. Yeah. So it's yeah. Like, it's like Tom Brady exists. He's not coming back. Yeah. It's like we talked about this when we talked about NBA 2K, but it's like. You will never have a football player with even like a fraction of the fame of Michael Jordan. Oh yeah, no, a not man at all. who was famous in countries that don't know what basketball is. Hmm. Yeah, like or like even if you don't want to use like a basketball player, like Lionel Messi or whatnot, mm-hmm. or Cristiano Ronaldo. Like yeah, like literally Messi's absence from a from a game or recently has caused an international incident between China and Argentina. <laughs> like, that is, like, the level of, like, popularity like that right. man commands. And no football player will ever have that. No. Yeah, so, yeah, this whole face of the franchise thing is very, very stupid, yeah, and I hate it. It's just, yeah, it's not gonna... Yeah, and to be fair, it seemed like um, most people hated it, and so mm-hmm. did the developers at EA, because it itself would only last until uh, last year. Great. It was dropped from the most recent edition of Madden. Mm-hmm. And it seems that any attempts to do a story mode in Madden are now dead. Well, it also strikes me that, like most football movies have figured out, what works best for football is a team-oriented narrative. Mm-hmm. Not about, you know, one person in particular trying to get out of a bad situation. There are movies like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it it all tends to come back to, like, the team trying to rise above. Yeah. Like, like you it, can't go, go ahead. Oh, yeah. Like even movies like Rudy, which is like, you know, mm-hmm. ostensibly about Rudy, like it's still the team coming around Rudy to lift him up. Right. It still involves the team. Right. But the problem with Madden is that its entire premise is sold on authentic NFL teams. So you can only mess with that so much. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Exactly. And and even if you wanted to get like super 
far out from it. It's not like the NFL is going to let them anyways. No, no, yeah, no. This is a game series that like once had concussions as a common injury. And then after like the whole CTE scandal came out, mm. all of a sudden it's very hard to get a concussion in Madden. Wow. Yeah. Weird how that worked. Yeah. No, no one gets concussions in football. Like, no. It is very well protected against that. We have solved the problem. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's uh yeah, no, this it wouldn't that's yeah, would not happen. I have said it before and I will continue to say it. The endorsement deal with the NFL was the worst thing to ever happen to Madden. Yep. yep. Like categorically, the moment that they got to sign or got to put real NFL teams in the game, that franchise was doomed. <laughs> so what you're trying to say is Madden 94 was the last time Madden was good. <laughs> yes. <laughs> like, it, obviously, it was good with real teams for a bit, but it yeah. was an albatross. Yeah. Like, it was the start of the downhill. Yeah, because... The NFL is the most protect a shield brand that's ever yes. existed, like outside of Disney. Their logo is literally a shield. Mm, it literally is. Like, that's why I always like the NBA 2K series, and that, like, mm-hmm. the NBA clearly is letting them do crazy things. Like, you can yeah. change the rules in, like, er- after every season and then, like, have them yeah. do stupid things. Like, you want to get rid of the three point line? Sure. <laughs> you want to have introduce the Elam ending or have, like, the shot clock be 40 seconds or, like, have no salary cap? Like, whatever, man, you can just do mm-hmm. that. Like, you want to move a team to, like, just some random place and just have, like, just the dumbest uniforms? We don't care. <laughs> Madden's like, no, we cannot do that. No, no, we this sp- is the great this is the great American sport of football, and you will show respect. Yeah, there'll only be a few assigned, you know, teams, team names and logos you could possibly have if you move your franchise. Every nobody will complain ever. There's no such thing as holdouts anymore. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Nobody nobody's gonna be upset about getting paid because everyone in the NFL is happy <laughs> at all times. At all times. The NFL is the North Korea of football it leagues. It really is. God. <laughs> oh, man. This, the, this is fun, talking about Madden, because it's like, hey, do we want to complain about EA or the NFL? Because both are valid. <laughs> yep. Yep. I can't wait to see Supreme Leader Kim Jong-un give the Super Bowl, <laughs> the MVP trophy to socialist hero Patrick Mahomes II. Oh, my God. <laughs> Uh but yeah. Yeah, no, it's uh like like a lot of good topics. It's it's always fun when we get to complain about things. Yeah. But yeah, that's gonna do it for us today, Alex. Uh do you have any final thoughts before we sign off? We need more high fantasy football, more high fantasy sports movies, honestly. Mm. Like, you know, some of that Blood Bowl stuff. Yeah, like, yeah. Just throw orcs on the field. Let's just see what happens. There wasn't like a football game for the Atari Jaguar that mm-hmm. um had like dwarves and stuff, if I remember correctly. Yeah, we need we need. And you know what? Bring back some of that NBA Street, NFL Street of like, yeah. Just what if we just set the ball on fire <laughs> as part of this? That reminds me of when they brought back NFL Blitz, but. You know, and NFL is like, well, no, you have to be very careful about making right. sure it's not too violent, which is like, that's the whole point of Blitz. It was, made, it was made by the Mortal Kombat people. Come just, on now. Just cut it off from the NFL. Just cut your football, just cut your sports games off from the sports leagues. Just across the board, all of them. Oh, man. I want to talk about <laughs> Blitz the League now. <laughs> what an amazing game. That was both a good and bad idea. <laughs> Uh, but yeah, no, that would be interesting if they did some more, if there were just some more interesting, weird takes on football, but unfortunately that will never happen. But yeah, thank you for doing this with me as always, Alex. Of course. And for you, the viewer, if you want to listen to other episodes of Fallen Through Plot Holes, go to ftp.podbean.com or search for Fallen Through Plot Holes on your podcast service of choice. You know, leave us a like and a follow and all that good stuff. And if you have any comments, you should totally send them to fallingthroughplotholes at gmail.com. You know, tell us about your favorite controversy the NFL has been involved in in the past five years. Honestly, there's about 20 or 30 you can name. Yeah, you've got just the broadest pick in the world. Yep, like, 
Unlike sp- other sports leagues that actually try to course correct, the NFL has never known it. We need we need some sort of championship league for NFL scandals, like oh, like the, the week after the Super Bowl, <laughs> like the Fulmer Cup, how that yeah. used to exist for NCAA. Mm-hmm. Oh man, Fulmer Cup was so great until it got very depressing very quickly. <laughs> yeah, no, I I would be totally down for that. <laughs> well, until the event that we're gonna just still keep doing what we're doing. Well, in the meantime. Take care, everybody. Take care.